Welcome to the Tuscarawas County Anti-Drug Coalition podcast, bringing you open and honest conversations about resources in Tuscarawas County. Now here's your host, Jody Salvo. Hi, this is Jody Salvo with the Tuscarawas County uh, Anti-Drug Coalition podcast. Today we are joined with Jessica Kinsey from Cleveland Clinic Union Hospital and Sarah McFadden Enlick um, with the Bridges to Wellness program and we are just going to talk about an amazing resource, probably an underutilized resource um, that we have in Tuscarawas County, and I just can't wait for you all to hear all about it. Ladies, I just want to thank you for being here today. Um, this is a really neat organization, XX Tusk, um, and do some pretty neat things here in the county, um, have some great partners around the table. So I'm going to just introduce um, Jessica, why don't you tell us a little bit, maybe about who you are, what you do in the community, and then Access Task. Okay, well, um, I am born and raised in New Philly, went off to college, said I'm never coming back, and immediately came back and to this county, and here I am. <laughs> so um, this county and community has been very good to me, um, and raised my family here. Uh, my husband is employed, um, Matt Kinsey at Pipes Insurance, and we just enjoy raising our families here. And I got into the field of social work over 20 years ago and ended up 15 years ago at then Union Hospital, now Cleveland Clinic Union Hospital. And I had started out as a medical social worker and really started realizing that we have so many great services in this community, great people, good hearts, good intentions. But where I think we were really lacking was connecting people with services. Um, and it's overwhelming when you're in crisis or you don't know where to go or what to do. Um, you just get overwhelmed. Sure. So what I did was basically call some leaders in the community and said, hey, do you want to get together for some discussion about is there something we can do to improve navigating people around services and break down the silos a little bit um, and figure out how do we communicate better. And everybody was just like, yeah, let's do it. Let's get together. So that was way back in 2014. And it just snowballed. Uh, We had just an early group of maybe six to eight individuals, um, representation from Jobs and Family Services, Mm -hmm. uh, community mental health, the hospital, and um, several others, Senior Center, Board of DD. So everybody just really got on board with how do we do this better. And um, we explored some things. We did some some low-key trainings. We did a big um, collaboration with Kent State and did a big program. And we stumbled on this really cool hub model, which Sarah's going to talk about. And we really did an assessment of our community, worked with Healthy Tusk Mm -hmm. to see if we could be a part of the community health needs assessment. And the hub fits beautifully into a a lot of the strategic plans that our county and community have. So we formed our own nonprofit and we voted and moved ahead with the hub project. And basically we gave birth to (laughs) Bridges to Wellness. And it's been really, really cool to see something in its infancy and then grow legs and crawl and walk. And it's kind of running now. And it's just really exciting. So we have huge support from, I would say, over 30 different organizations, 40 different organizations. So Access Tusk had to kind of restructure recently. So now we have a formal board of directors and an advisory council. And we have Sarah as our Bridges Wellness Director, and we have other future 
things coming yeah, along. It's so very fun. Yeah, it's been great. And Sarah's been an amazing addition. Nice. Mm. So I'm just going to back up just a little bit. Um, Access Tusk is kind of almost the model we're taking for the podcast right now. Mm. Because we know for the podcast, for the Anti-Drug Coalition, we're only as healthy as our community is. And our community is only able to use the resources when they understand what the resources are and how to access them. So y'all are probably a little newer to some of the work that we're doing. But right now, these podcasts just focus on what organizations, what programs, what efforts. And by just sitting around and having some conversation, it helps our listeners, our residents understand, you know, what what is available? What's happening? Right. How do we meet the needs, our own needs, our needs of our neighbors, our friends, people that we come in touch with? So um, that's really neat. And that's really what Access Tusk has done in the county. It's put everyone um, at the same table. Right. And every time we come together as community providers, and I have to say in Tuscarawas County, we do this well. Like Absolutely. our agencies play well together. We support each other. We cross-refer. Yes. Um, but... It's all. It's really difficult to know what everybody is doing. So we can't we, keep up with each other. No, we really because we have all these great <laughs> programs and ideas and concepts. And so that was another thing that Access Tusk jumped on with. We got to talk about what's all going on with sure. each other, and we did also create a web page. Mm-hmm. So the accesstusk.org. And there is a landing site where a lot of these agencies have representation on the website. Nice. And I'm assuming the community directory is on that. Yes, website. the yes. electronic community directory version. Yes. So for all listeners, if you go to the Access Tusk website, right. um, there is a um, digital PDF. Yeah, yeah. PDF directory of all the resources mm-hmm. in Tuscarawas County. So it's just really user-friendly and a nice way to look up information here in the community. So thank you for mentioning that. Yeah. That's an important part. It is. And I appreciate the work you've done and you've been a visionary and, and you're a networker. Um, so you've done a <laughs> Just fine like you. job bringing everyone <laughs> together. So thank you for that. Thank you. And uh, I imagine we'll have you back in future podcasts because it's cool. You have I'm a lot back. of things I'll going come on. Back. Absolutely. Yeah, sure. But we're going to go ahead and focus over on Bridges to Wellness <clears> program because <throat> it's just a really neat program and it's probably one of the bigger attempts to, to bring everybody together around a particular issue. Mm-hmm. And uh, Sarah's, I know, been leading the ship very well on that. No, oh, I'm following. <laughs> oh, no, she's <laughs> leading. No, no, no. <laughs> so, Sarah, tell us a little bit about yourself and then come into the program. Okay. Um, I was born and raised in Dover, so we have this. Yeah, really <laughs> <on here. laughs> uh, my dad is a doctor in the, the community, and I, you know, grew up just, seeing connections and how important treating the, the entire person and not just focusing on medical issues were. Um, and I taught fourth grade at Dover for yeah, you had 15 years. <laughs> yeah, I have a master's degree in elementary education. Now I'm landed teaching in the social every day. <laughs> I'm landed in the social service area. So I think I've found where I'm supposed to be. So that's a good thing. Um, I've seen you speak on this particular topic, yeah. and you light up, and your passion's evident, so you're exactly where you need to be. <laughs> uh, so <clears throat> a couple years ago, Jessica and Jamie Smith reached out to me, and I was just simply going to write a couple grants. <laughs> that was all <laughs> that I was going to do with this access task. You know, I was still trying to figure it all out, and I used to sit in the back at the access test meetings and just kind of like, Whoa, there's a lot of stuff going on here. And now I'm like sending out the agendas for it. And, you know, oh, my. 
a lot of reporting out. Um, so it's come a long way. Uh, I was the coordinator for a little bit for the program, and when we did a pilot period between 2018 and the end of 2019, so I kind of got my feet wet on that avenue, and then in 2020, we're out of our pilot period. We are moving forward with national certification, and we've got an eight-county service area now, yeah. so... There's a lot of services that cross connect, you know, throughout Carroll and Tusk counties, and there's people from out of our area who are utilizing services in Tuscross County. So it just made sense to to sort of expand out and serve as many people as we could. So tell us about <clears throat> Bridges to Wellness. Who do you service? What does that look like? What? Sure. So Bridges to Wellness is a program where we have community care coordinators who. We'll reach out to individuals or families in the community um, who are just in need of being connected to social services, medical services, education, those kind of things. And they will work in the home Well, with COVID. Now we're maybe on the porch, but, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, <clears throat> or on the phone to make a connection with the, the family and really together with the family determine what is the next steps what do they need so if we've got a a pregnant mom who's not connected to WIC needs a car seat needs to get connected to a doctor you know is not going to prenatal appointments maybe they don't have access to prenatal vitamins those kind of things um and the coordinators know where all the tricks are (laughs) in the community so they're you know now how does someone become a community um care worker Good. That's a really good question. So we just did a training at the end of 2019. We received a grant, and I uh, facilitated a training with Ohio University okay. to train the girls that are the uh, coordinators that are working for us right now. And so we may are gonna we're probably gonna have to do that again. Okay. Um, but it's a hundred hour training. You just have to have your high school diploma or GED, and then you go. So it's not a social thing. worker. It's no. not a no, counselor. No, 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 no. No, it's a. It's the. It's a. It's actually under the Board of Nursing. They'll have okay. Board of Nursing. So they'll be certified under after they do 100 hours in the classroom, and then they do a 230-hour in the field practicum, like working with clients. Um, then they can apply to the Board of Nursing for this uh, CA, the community health worker license, CHW. Nice. So, yeah. Neat. Neat. Yeah. Neat. <coughs> now, I know this was a pilot program. Is this happening in other places in Ohio? Oh, yeah. This is a national model. Okay. Yes. Um, so up until, up until Ohio... I'm sorry, up until our hub getting going, it, they were all the other hubs were located in uh, very urban, so the major cities. Um, so Cincinnati and Toledo were the first ones, and Mahoning Valley, so out of Youngstown. Mm-hmm. Uh, they focused on the OEI communities, so where the high infant mortality was. Um, and then Jessica got a hold of this, and we decided, you know, this is a good thing. And so we've, we are going to be the first rural hub in Ohio. So basically, uh, we are serving right now eight counties. We have seven counties that are just ready to be active. <clears throat> so we'll be able to. So I bet there's a lot of eyes looking at this program because things translate very different between urban and rural areas. Absolutely. Right. They want to use us for a lot of different pilot um, ideas because this is happening across the nation. So when I'm on my hub director calls, I'm actually on with people in Santa Fe wow. and out in Washington. It, there's a lot in Washington, uh, Wisconsin, and uh, Michigan. A lot of hub work up in Michigan, also even Alaska too. <coughs> yes, Alaska. Yes. Now, how many um, clients are you seeing right now, or being served? We have served 66 clients since uh, January 1st of okay. this year. So, and when we say that, I also 
want to say that, you know, that might be the client. Maybe we served the mom and we helped assist with things with her, maybe her husband or her children. Um, if we get into the home with, with somebody that uh, we identify that the children need to be connected with services, then we can open them up as a client also, or we can just support the mom to make good decisions of getting her children to, you know, well baby visits and those kind of things. So, yeah. and we're not just, not just pregnant women anymore. That was our pilot. And we did have our, our start for this program came from the Cure Grant money from the Adams Board. Okay. And so we primarily were focusing on women who had opioid addiction and were pregnant. Those those were our main – that was our main um, spotlight. We were really seeking okay. those women to try to prove that this model would work, that we could make a difference with, with these moms. And now we can serve anybody. It doesn't nice. matter. It doesn't matter what their insurance is. We have grant funding. I could, We can pay for anybody. So if they have – Private insurance, if they have no insurance, we can help anybody. So give me a, a potential person that can use the program. Just give me a scenario of maybe a need that might be in the community. Oh, absolutely. That, That's easy. <laughs> there, I finally got an easy one. <laughs> uh, actually, anybody who is needing to be connected to services, I get a lot of referrals to the program from um, social workers at the hospital or maybe at a doctor's office where, let's say that, the, the patient comes in and they know that they need to be connected to job and family services. They know they need help with their resume. They're not happy in their job. Maybe a physician sees somebody and they're just not making it. They need a little bit of help. It, well, in a perfect scenario, the doctor could say to somebody in his office, let's make sure we get these people connected. They don't, their electricity is going to get turned off. They aren't, you know, they don't have transportation. They don't even know how to make the transportation phone calls, those kind of things. But that's not happening. You know, it's not feasible to have somebody sitting in your office waiting. So instead, they can refer to our program. And all we need is a name and a phone number. It's on the Access Test website. There's a way to reach out, out to me um, with us. There's a referral form on there. But it could be all sorts of needs. We've done a lot of things with food instability during COVID okay. time. Um, and our the community health workers were even helping assist getting food boxes from the Salvation Army to the clients, you know, really working with them like that. Uh, we have right now with our grant funding, uh, we're able to provide um, either diapers or baby wipes or something to all of our pregnant moms at every visit to nice. sort of help stockpile, so to speak, mm -hmm. and really, you know, be supportive of the family that way. It's not meant to be an emergency service, and it's more of a a support while somebody is trying to get back on their feet. We have some really amazing positive cases of people that, you know, when, when the girls first came to the program, they were really down and out and thought, you know, I don't know where I'm going. I don't know how I'm going to get out of this situation that I'm in. And um, really amazing success stories of girls who have gotten, you know, the college sort of workshops or something and gotten a better job and able to buy a car and, their kid, they have they got the custody of their kids back and all of those kind of things. So, so that bridges to wellness. Yes, meaning the bridges are like these pathways. Mm -hmm. So, Sarah, maybe you should mention too um, some of those unique sure. pathways that we can right. put people on. And we we use the, we use the term pathways all throughout the hub. I can't yep. believe I did, didn't <laughs> that. I, you, I say pathways. It's hard but when your head's in it like every a day. A thousand <laughs> times a day, I say pathways. Um, but a pathway is an identified risk. So, okay. housing could be a pathway. Um, 
maybe insurance, how a medical home if you don't have a, a primary care physician. So maybe an individual is always going to the emergency room for their, their care. And, you know, it's not going to be best case scenario. Uh, medical referrals, we can do behavioral health kind of things. Um, what am I missing? I know I'm, I'm trying to think. How yeah. did you say housing? Housing and then education, education. pathways, yeah. social service referral pathways. So if we've got somebody, you know, like Jessica said, it's a back and forth. It's meant to be a bridge. So when somebody refers to us, um, I try to keep in touch with the referral partner mm-hmm. and, and we make sure that we've got, you know, hey, we got the referral. They're working with so-and-so. Here's the name of their coordinator if you would need help. Um, but then also we refer back to right, the same right. kind of thing. So maybe birthright will call and say, hey, I've got a, a young girl who's really just struggling right now. Could you have somebody call her? So we have one of the coordinators reach out to her. But then later we need birthright because they have sure. they have all of their services. They have diapers and uh, you know clothing and stuff for, for mom and baby. So we'll do a social service referral path, ba- pathway back to them and try to you know, meet that need. We're really trying to teach individuals on how to do it themselves. So, you know, it's just, sometimes it's hard to make that first call, like Sarah said, and they're just overwhelmed with, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to say. And so sometimes the care coordinator will sit there and just help them make that first call. And then, you know, next time, if it's um, I need your help doing this. It's a little bit nudging. Of, right, right, you right. Know, you did this before, mm-hmm. so let's do it again, and you can do it this time. So we're really trying to teach that independence um, for individuals that just might need a little nudging too. What I'm even thinking in my own life, um, I have a family member that has an insurance that's not from our area. It's from a different state. So there's very limited providers. Right. And when you call, there's a long waiting list. Right. So you got like six months before you can get into anybody. Yeah. That's frustrating. And, and yeah, so you're like, well, I'm not making an appointment for six months. So the call doesn't, right. the appointment does not get established. Yeah. So if you then don't, you're not even on a waiting list, what happens when you're sick? You right, end up absolutely. Mm-hmm. Emergency care. So if you're, what I'm hearing is if you have someone doing life with you a little bit Absolutely. to say, hey, you know Absolutely. what? Absolutely. It is important that we get this doctor's appointment at least made. Let's right. just make one and, mm-hmm. you know. Right. A little accountability. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We all need that. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. And the coordinators might might make the, may help make the appointment. Maybe they'll help set up the transportation. They might give phone reminders. They're going to follow up and say, how did it go? You know? Nice. Um, it's even appropriate. We have some, some pregnant moms who have very high anxiety about being pregnant, and I... I know that all three of the coordinators in Tusk County have all gone to the tail end of a, a of a prenatal appointment to just say, "Hey, I'm working with with uh, Jessica here. She's a little bit nervous. She's is there anything that she really needs to know, or just be that extra support system sure. for them because it's hard. Um, but we also then are one of our big funders is the Commission on Minority Health gave us a hundred and seventy five thousand okay. dollar grant for twenty twenty. And that is to focus on infant mortality and uh, low birth weight babies. Ohio okay. is like the fourth worst in the country with I this. Know. And um, it's, a ma- it's a very big problem. So we also then are tasked with keeping track of the babies. So when we have a baby born into the program, then we enroll that baby and we make sure that the baby has housing, not housing, has <laughs> health insurance. Well, they may need housing, right. but health insurance and that they attend and get established with a pediatrician. So that they can get immunization, at least hear what the immunizations are, have options, those kind of things, so, to kind of make sure the baby has their best chance of living till year one. 
You now, know? everything sounds exciting about this program. Um, are you all working with the school districts? Absolutely. Nice. Uh, that was actually, when I came on to Access Tusk, their mission was only social service and medical. And I don't even know if Jessica knows. I changed it. I added on education. <laughs> I know. And I said, I said, if I'm coming aboard on this, like, I've got to be in the schools with my teaching background. Um, and so I have met with all of the guidance counselors in, in the county are aware if we've got any young uh, pregnant students, they, the, the guidance counselors reach out to me. Nice. We get a coordinator. Um, is that I'm tricky. even saying yes. if teachers can identify here. Absolutely. A or a family. Yes. You can see I mean, that's the beautiful part about this model is we're not just treating the first one referred. If we go in that home and maybe grandma is living with the family and grandma's a new diabetic and but still trying to work and she's uninsured and so sure. we can serve grandma as well so that's very unique to other um, existing programs is that we can go in and serve that whole household yeah and this model makes so much sense I'm a social worker by training as well mm -hmm. uh, but a preventionist and we know that when we're just providing the resource at the end yes, we're really no. missing yeah, treating absolutely. the whole person so yes. this has a very holistic mm -hmm. it's beautiful it's yeah, it beautiful. <laughs> it gets a swarm and fuzzy yeah. inside it absolutely <laughs> does. Yeah. Yeah. and actually anybody so even if you had even if it was your family member jody you could say hey sarah i have my family member um you know you're all that that's all i need i could call the family member and explain the program a little bit and say would you mind if i have someone call you and the coordinator would call her so it could be a teacher. It could be it could be your neighbor that you know is struggling, and you could, you know. So, like, if you had uh, my age demographics taking care of elderly parents, mm -hmm. make the referral, and then the community health worker can then help make those connections with area agency well, and the agency or whatever. And you know, else. that's the that's one of the unique things about the program right now is that. So we have care coordinator working out of the fire department, New Philly Fire okay. Department. We have a care coordinator working out of the Tuscarawas County Senior Center. And then we have a care coordinator working out of the Friends of the Homeless. Nice. So each of those coordinators has their own niche. It's awesome. They have become this own little cohort, and they help. Like, I'm in their text messages, and we kind of collaborate on things. But the friends, the, the, girl, the girl that works with the Friends of the Homeless, she is so knowledgeable in housing because that's what she does all day. She helps with that. So, so what does the fire department want? Because I, I am going to tell you right now, that <laughs> fire department, they – as they get a call, as they get 911 calls, and it's not maybe appropriate for the I, fire department, mm -hmm. then Paula will reach out to the family and say, "I, you've called because you've fallen three times. Why are you falling? What fall? And she will do. We've got in our, in our software system, we have a fall risk assessment that she can go to the home, and then she can call somebody and say, I need handrails, I need this. And she knows all sorts of programs like that to help. It's really, really neat. And then Shanna at the Senior Center is – you know, the senior center is serving that, that 50 to sure. mm -hmm. 64 population already, and Shanna will serve whoever. But she has become really knowledgeable about the, the Medicaid, the process of that, and, you know, those people falling in that, that gap. Sure. So they all bring something really unique to the table. It's been – it's really – and, I you know, they all went through training with me, and so it's just like – very it's fun. just really amazing. They have such good hearts. All through, all the coordinators do. I just am thrilled with right. it, and I can't wait. So, as we get these other agent, these other counties up, up and going, I know they're going to be counting on the girls, the the coordinators in Tuscarawas County to really lead the way, lead the way, yeah. guide them along. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. Um, 
this has really been a fun conversation. And I really want listeners to, to be mindful of Access Tusk. The website's there. The Bridges to Wellness program is there. Um, anyone can get a hold of Sarah. <laughs> well, <laughs> everyone you, knows Jessica <laughs> Kinsey in the county. Well, there's, um, a, there's a contact me or contact us on our website. So if you've got any questions about it, they can just get right on there. They don't even have to. Now, y'all over. can't probably see the passion behind Sarah's face <laughs> it is there and it is a true passion oh, and I absolutely know oh. if you have a need um, if you're like man this sounds too good to be true because that's kind of what you think when you hear about this program sure, sure. it's really not it, it is what what she's saying it to be it is an opportunity to connect residents with the agency's organization efforts that are in place um, to meet needs and we get our needs met. We all function at a better level. Absolutely. You know, if a mom's struggling with depression or anxiety, by getting her to the counseling services resources, or I, I'm betting you guys even refer to exercise programs and all kinds everything. of stuff. I I mean, even everything. I have everything. Employers yes. are reaching out because you know they want what's best for their employees. Yeah. So. so if it's an employer, a smoking cessation program, here it Absolutely. is at the health department. Yeah. Because um, one of the reasons we started the podcast is there's so many things mm-hmm. that are good. Yes. So many great services, but it's almost impossible to know where they all are. And it sounds like that's where the snitch is, is knowing what's going on and yeah. how do we get there. Well, mm-hmm. um, so I if think you can, that the, the, the whole it takes a village is such a true statement, but Absolutely. I just don't think that right now it's been a lot of people are isolated. It's not, you know, you're not talking to your neighbor next door and finding out what's going on. So I think that offering a level of support to, to people um, besides who they are normally, maybe they would normally have their mom in babysitting and yeah. help with, you know, talking things out with their mom, but now this is not the time for that. So, yeah. And sometimes I think having the community worker in, Sometimes it's nice to talk to someone that's not family or close oh, yeah. friends. <laughs> you know what I mean? You just have someone that their goal is to assist. And yeah, sometimes yeah. you might just need someone that you might not have enough history or too much yeah. history to, Absolutely. okay, how do I walk through this chapter of my life or this season or this situation? Absolutely. Um, so for listeners, what I'm going to ask is to share this podcast, share information about Access Tusk, Bridges to Wellness Program, um, because I think it really is a neat opportunity just to help people understand what is available um, in our county. Because um, you said it, we can all use this service. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I know you have the the passion to really want to help people understand what this program is. So I think listen to the podcast again, share the information, go to Access Tusk if you want to know more, give you a phone call, the contact me. Link. Anything else? Even if there's other agencies who are interested in sort of being a part of this, you know, being a part of Access Tusk, that's another conversation we can have. Um, You know, we meet monthly. It's been... Having really good success. I mean, we now have the evidence. Mm -hmm. We have the evidence to prove that it's successful. Um, So did you see some women on that first... The source grant, the pilot program. Yeah. Did you see them get on their feet a little bit? Yes. Yes. Very good stories. Very good. I can think of one girl right now off the top of my head, and um, she would come into where I was at, and she would say, look, look where I am. And they're like, oh, my gosh, 
like so happy for her, you know? Eventually, she just we would a little love, bit of help. Yeah, and eventually we would even love to get to the point where we can turn someone into a care coordinator themselves. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Um, and then they have that experience, that personal experience to go off of, and they'll know how to guide others as well. That's awesome. Okay. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for coming today. It was really fun to, to talk about this program. And this the is awesome you're doing, doing this. I Thank love you, this. Jenny. Yes, I love this. I need to get on the rest of the podcast and see what <laughs> I've been missing. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds great, ladies. Thanks so much, Thank listeners. You. Thank I you. hope you enjoyed this and just found this a very beneficial um, session to listen to. So thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Tuscarawas County Anti-Drug Coalition podcast. Please follow us on Facebook and visit our website at adctusk.org.